How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Brad Costanzo. You're listening to Bacon Wrap Business, where we dive into some of the hottest topics around business, marketing, and um, entrepreneurship, especially. And you know, if this is your first time listening to the show, I want you to realize that I think of this show as a little bit different than a lot of podcasts you've listened to, because a lot of podcasts you listen to really, really care about giving you the information in this very spoon-fed format where they you know, ask dumbed-down questions and really broad questions or formulaic stuff so that you know, they can you know, give everybody a little bit of something. Well, I don't really do that. So let me be very, very frank here. I do this podcast so that I can talk to people that I find amazingly interesting about topics that I'm dying to know about. And today is exactly one of those situations. I'm going to introduce our guest in just one second, but I want you to understand that I want you to feel as though you're a fly on the wall on a conversation that I want to have about a topic that I need to know. And there have been many times where I've gotten uh, you know, replies from you guys, my listeners, saying, Brad, you should be charging for this. I was like, yeah, I know I should be charging for this, but I'm not. However, the way that you can pay me back is to simply share this show, talk about it with other people, leave a review on iTunes. As a matter of fact, if you stay to the very end, I'm going to announce something really cool about um, a review uh, reward for you. So I just did this the other day and it was uh, kind of a hit. So stay around to the end and you'll see what you're going to get out of this. That being said, today we're going to meet Brian Horn from Authority Alchemy. Can the average entrepreneur, and this is a question that he kind of you know had posed on his website, but I loved it, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna announce it here. Can the average entrepreneur really get coverage and recognition in the national media without already being a well-known expert? So that hooked me. I loved it, and I was like. We need to get Brian on the show. So Brian is a best-selling author. He's an investor and an entrepreneur, and he helps professionals and entrepreneurs leverage their knowledge to gain authority and you could argue celebrity authority status in their industry. And then he uses this, what he calls authority marketing, to get them national media exposure. And his unique method has been talked about and covered on The Howard Stern Show, Wall Street Journal, Perez Hilton, CBS News, Forbes, Advertising Age, and a lot of other media outlets. He's the co-founder of the consulting firm Authority Alchemy, and he also writes for the Huffington Post and Entrepreneur Magazine about authority marketing and personal branding. Uh, he and his partner Jack Mize have an amazing podcast, and rumor has it that they've got the best episode ever coming out with this guy named Brad Costanzo. You'll want to go listen to that as well. Brian Horn, welcome to Bacon Rat Business, my brother. Thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah, we had a, we had a great time with you on there the other day. Yeah, that was a lot That's of fun. Good stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I love turning the uh, tables on, you know, having me be interviewed and then me interview the person. I just did that with Michael O'Neill from Solopreneur Hour the other day, and I've done that several times. And it's really neat to just kind of go back and forth 
and you know record these conversations and i mean i learn a ton so hope oh yeah yeah same here by the way the uh the podcast if they want to subscribe to your podcast to hear little old me spill my beans where do they go just authorityalchemy.com cool you'll be, you'll be right on there at the top yeah i love it so yeah man today we're talking about you know we're talking about building you know this real expert authority in the marketplace and I want to take one second to address my listeners, uh, and I brought this up earlier. I could go really, really basic on this and just say, why is it important to be an authority in the marketplace? <laughs> why is it important to be seen as an expert? Uh, guys, if you don't already know that, if that's not like forehead slapping stupidly simple, then um, go listen to something else because I think that's a given. Like I, Just reading your your bio talking about – you know. Where you write for, where you've where you've been on, et cetera, uh, automatically gives you that you know that authority. So we're not going to talk about the why. I really want to dive into the how and some of the some of the stuff that you don't necessarily you know reveal out in the open all the time. Like I want people to walk away from this podcast, and by people I mean me, with some <laughs> specific actions that they can do to build their authority right away. Cool. Absolutely. All right. So before we do that, though, let's give them some perspective and tell me a little bit about your journey from being, you know, unknown marketer guy to where you are now, kind of how you did it. And tell me some of the cool things that's happened as a result of it. Yeah, well, I I really got thrust into you know, hanging with some pretty big, uh, influential people pretty quickly. I... um connected with one back I was doing some just some consulting for businesses especially SEO consulting back in yeah you know, mid like 2006 2007 around there and I was uh, answering some questions on a on a message board and you know, I happened to help one guy out and he contacted me and said he wanted me to interview with him for a job and I ended up uh, getting him on as a client and shortly thereafter realized that his he was in Dan Kennedy's Platinum Mastermind group and so he had, he had a bunch of connections. And anyway, I got him ranked at the at the number four spot for bankruptcy, just the just the term bankruptcy, in Google. And once that happened, then you know Dan Kennedy hired me. All these other you know, big shots in his group group hired me. So I immediately became like a, a go to SEO guy, and that was that was great for a while. One of the things I was doing toward the the end of my time uh, doing SEO was using uh, it was when press releases kind of were kind of big in, in SEO. People were you know, mm-hmm. using PR web to quickly rank for rank for terms, but I saw it as using it a, a, a little bit different way. I saw some some errors in that, that it was putting the same footprint out for Google to see and eventually it stopped working. So w- went back and created our own um, uh, uh, press, press release uh, distribution service but changed up a little bit. We were focusing on getting on some really good quality sites and not as much you know, getting on as many sites as possible, which is what most of them did. We said, okay, if we just get on a hundred sites, so these are good quality sites with uh, and have good strong backlinks, and we can put conte- contextual links. It'll be really good for SEO. Anyway, we did that. It was working great. And then one day, this is you know one of those things that just happened where all of a sudden, just the, the answer's just been been right in front of you. You didn't know something big was there. One of my clients asked. Hey, I've noticed this is on all the um, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox uh, uh, stations on their um, on their websites. 
can I put um, that that's where they've been? And I, we went, I, I looked over what their terms of service were. We talked to an, uh, talked to an attorney and we found a you know, way to word it. That was, that was, you know, that, that was honest. It wasn't showing their endorsement just that they have appeared those places. And we put it on, we put it on her site and she was doing a launch right then. She was in the, in the, in the personal development space, really in the more mind, body, spirit space. And we put that, um, you know, the as seen on thing on her right, right on her uh, uh, video uh, video sales page right above the uh, the buy button, and it almost doubled sales in a um, in a split test for her. really and almost doubled. And th- this was in, this was in a you know the it, it, this was in a I said the mind body spirit market. And they're always a little little behind what's working in and I am. So this was something that they had never even seen anything like this before at all. And uh, it worked incredibly well. So then I tried it with my other clients. We did it with with uh, with uh, uh, with uh, Kennedy. We're doing stuff for for uh, Dice and a whole bunch of other people. We're putting out there uh, these things. All of them across the board worked worked for everybody. But these are all pretty big people. So shortly after that, I was um, in a uh, in Kevin Nation's mastermind, and I reached out to everybody in there and said, "Hey, just I'll do this for you. Just report back your results." And so I did that for people in there. All of them had amazing results with it. If so I was like, okay, we're, I'm really onto something, and this is a hell of a lot easier to deliver than uh, than SEO. So completely backed away from the SEO stuff and started getting into uh, getting into this. And because it, really nobody else was doing this, we're doing this. Uh, you know, we started calling authority marketing, mm-hmm. uh, authority positioning. Nobody else was really doing anything like that. And so it was very easy to quickly become like the, the go-to person in that. I just kind of – nobody else was doing it, so it wasn't any, any competition to be the person providing that uh, service or providing information to the market on that type of uh, topic. Shoot, my uh, thing was on mute for a second. Oh, um, okay, yeah. <laughs> there, there was some stuff going on outside. The, uh, no, that's, that's awesome. And give, dive a little bit more into that because I was just having a conversation about that the other day where um, – it was and it was a somewhat of a controversial topic, saying, "Okay, well, is it legit to take uh, just you know throw a press release out there, and if it gets picked up on some of these, um, you know, some of these sites that it's not it's not really being published on their main site. It's kind of like one of their little news feeder sites, et cetera. Right. Is, is there is there a little bit more finesse that goes into it than that? Yeah, is it, there a little bit different?" It can. It really depends on the the market that you are that you're targeting, also, because in the people that care about that, honestly, Brad, are the people in in I am the ones that are, have seen it for a while, dig into it, and really you know, focus on that, and um, and, and and really dig, dig into that. But if you're target, if you're targeting like the average business person, mm-hmm. they really do not. Uh, they really do not see the difference, and you really are being on their website. The way if you way media has worked has completely changed the last one it's really going back into what's known as citizen journalism that in the old days even just you know 10 15 years ago before uh, before the internet really started exploding becoming more common that um people the only way to really get on a a to get a news website or a news a newspaper or magazine was going through a staff journalist that was the only that was the only way but now the model for these media companies has completely changed. They bring on people like you know, like I write for you know, Entrepreneur and Huffington Post. They bring on contributors. They bring on preferred partners that entire websites they'll pull over their their uh, their content. Entrepreneur has has quite a few. There's another one called Personal Branding Blog. I write for them, and Entrepreneur pulls over almost all of their articles. Just pulls them over, and then 
the other point is uh, syndication partners, where the news companies will go, okay, we want more content for our site. We want news on our, our sites. We want more stories on our site. But we don't want to have to pay to have writers write them or editors to, to go, go over and mull over every piece of content. So we're going to find, preferred, find partners out there that will do that stuff for them. And as long as they provide quality news that meets these specific guidelines, we'll accept them as stories on our site. And that's really what syndication is. Yeah. And it is and – because I was arguing it. It is legit. It is totally yeah. legit. Like, and now I have seen those. This is a totally different subject. I have seen people on video sales letters and whatnot saying, yeah, as seen on Google, as seen on Yahoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I see those too. Totally yeah. different story. Google, but, yeah. but that's cool. So, so that is some of the, uh, some of the journey there. Let's, let's talk about some of the coolest stuff that's either happened as a result for you and maybe even more fun for some of the people that you've worked with. Um, as a result of doing this authority marketing, so obviously you've already said one. It's like you know, doubling your conversion rate is awesome. Tell me, but tell me some like cool anecdotal stuff. Like, yeah, because I had this such and such contacting me, or I got to experience this, or business went up, yeah. etc. Oh, cool. yeah, I got, I got one of my, my, fa- one of my favorite ones. I got, make, I, like, I, make I, me jealous. Make me go like, shit. I want that to happen to me. Yeah, I've, I've got, I got three good ones. I'll pick, do one of them. We'll see if you want more because these are all you know, pretty fun ones. Yeah, that um, I'm a big fan of the of uh, the Howard Stern show been for years Lo- love that show mm-hmm. and um, so I've, I've, I've studied it for a bit um, I, I know, you know what days are on what days are off I know what their slower days are um, as far because when the, when they're when uh, you know, Stern's not actually in there his news department's still and looking for stories so I said okay there's an opportunity right there and um, I was ri- already writing for Huffington Post and I said I'm gonna write an article about that ties in you know, what I do with Howard Stern. So I was like, okay, you know, personal branding lessons from, from Howard Stern. And I, I wrote it, put it into Huffington Post. They liked it. They published it. Um, as soon as it got published, I tweeted. I tagged in the uh, Howard News, their, their, their Twitter handle. And within minutes, they were, had multiple people in their news department contacting me over Facebook and Twitter Tell me they want me to come in for uh, to be interviewed. Okay, so you're you're going to need to fill in a couple of details. So you publish something on the Huffington Post. Yep. Then you tagged them, their producers, and their their people that you've gotten for, that you did some research on to say who are their news producers, right? Right. So what do you remember the topic? Like, how'd you get their attention? Because I mean, that's yeah, the yeah, it was, sauce. yeah. It was writing. I, I wrote the article for Huffington Post. It was the your personal branding secrets of Howard Stern. Boom. Perfect. Yeah, so it's just there. So it was our personal branding lessons of Howard Stern, and so I just you know, made a list of you know, you know things about him, like him you know, being being outrageous and controversial, and I forgot what all the all those personal all the ex other ones were, but wrote wrote about those and then tied them into how the um, an average entrepreneur can use those same things in their business. And uh, yeah, tagged Stern also. He he actually saw it. And, and commented on it on uh, Twitter they, or, or on yeah, the actual HuffPost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, actually, actually on, on Twitter, nice. And, and told them, and so they went back, got me in. I did the uh, got to do an interview. It was on Howard Stern show, which has you know, you know, six to eight million listeners. Wait a minute. Uh, so Howard interviewed you? I his uh, staff interviewed. Oh, me. that's still awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's still cool. And so, um, yeah, and so and, I, and, and probably much better <laughs> than getting actually interviewed by Howard because <laughs> it he doesn't paint. You know, people in the most perfect picture after no. <laughs> being interviewed. So I got to actually just talk about 
personal branding and stuff and sound rel- relatively smart versus going in there and having him interview me and just end up being talking about sex. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, whatever else makes me look like a moron. But yeah, but it uh, so that was that was really cool. That had huge, huge reach. So I said, okay, that works. I'm going to try it again. And so I where's another so I said, okay, where's another person that puts out a whole lot of content that's you that's you know always looking for more stuff to put that's that's uh you know online and easy to reach. So I looked around and said, "Ah, I know this. I got another good one." So I went back and did one on um the uh, uh did one about Perez Hilton. Mm-hmm. Said, you know, Perez Hilton not kind of you know, one of the biggest celebrity gossip yeah. sites. And did one about him. Same exact thing. As soon as I published it, tagged him, I got a contact from him saying thank you. He loved it. And he wrote a post about it on his site and thanked me on his on his site. So I was actually – I have a, a uh, screenshot of him talking about me on his show – on his site with a Kardashian right below me and like Drew Barrymore right <laughs> right above me. That's so awesome. Right there mixed in with celebs, which was really cool. You know, it's funny you say that because I was – as I was going over your your uh, website, authorityalchemy.com, the other day. By the way, I, I think you've done an amazing job on just the just the blog and the site. It's tons of great articles, really engaging, uh, good design, everything. Like I just you know give you little props on that. But um, the uh, I noticed in there that you did this several times, where you're, you're you are talking about certain celebrities. You're bringing them mm-hmm. up and you're using them as exactly like you said, like, you know, Howard Stern's secrets to this or Perez Hilton's secrets to that. And I love that concept. I mean, I think you've I, – I, I know this is an industry term or whatever, but I think you've also called it either newsjacking or yeah. uh, authority jacking and things like that where you're tying in – I've also heard it called, you know, tying into the slipstream. So if – if people are already talking about these people, these issues, and especially like these people, they have influence, and you can paint them in a nice picture, there's a very high likelihood that you will get that you will get uh, some traction from that. And then what you did, which I like, is that you used your platform like on HuffPost or any of these other publications to where it's not just like you on the – like. Authority Alchemy. I mean, because that's not nowhere near HuffPost or something like that. So it's not they're not going to want to share it as much. But even famous celebrities, hey, if it's on the HuffPost, they acknowledge it better there, right? Yeah, I, I, the Huffington Post has been huge with that. Uh, they, you really can get about get to anybody with that, and uh, entrepreneurs about the same way. Also, I mean, I've you can literally call up just about anybody and and say that you're doing a story for entrepreneur. Uh, do you have time to talk to me? And you get you get yeses. So it's amazing. So you just made me remember a strategy. I can't remember where I heard it, whether it was Tim Ferriss or somebody else. But maybe there. Let me remind you what it is. So somebody was saying that they got some really really badass interviews, or at least one interview with somebody by saying. It's kind of, I guess you could think of it as interview arbitrage. So, like, imagine I called you up and I said, hey, Brian, um, you know, this is Brad Costanzo. I'm writing an article for Forbes and, uh, you know, want to write one about you, for instance. I, you know, I would love to get your input on, on this. And then they, you know, he scored an interview because 
But this is also way before he did not have an inter- he did not have a column with Forbes. But then what he had is he had an interview with this famous person, and I think it was mm-hmm. like a famous business leader or whatever. And then he went to Forbes or HuffPo. I don't remember exactly what it was. But then he pitched them. He says, "Listen, I have an exclusive interview with hmm. this person. I'd like to publish it with you." And they said, "Yeah, absolutely. It's exclusive." So now he's got his. Uh, he killed two burns with one stone, but he did it the reverse way. I don't remember yeah. who this was or what it was. I just remember it kind of was in the recesses of my brain. <laughs> Have you got any uh, yeah. insight on that? No, I've not done that. The um, because of, yeah, I, I'm writing for this place now. But the the other thing that's really cool with this and it's and um, yeah, I'll make sure I'll, we can put a link in the in the um, notes for this section. I've got a, a guide that teach that go teaches people how to actually get and become contributors to these places and gives the you know, editors email addresses and stuff so we can give that out just yeah to, so but um, and i downloaded that that oh cool that pdf that's awesome by the way and we're, oh, we're about cool. to dive deeper into that topic here in just a second yeah but, but the, yeah the one thing i want to say with that though is that aside from just reaching out to you know celebrities to get a you know cool little piece of news and get some um get some exposure is man you can get to any decision maker instantly this way if you're selling you know, bigger consulting packages and you're going after larger clients then it's it's you anybody you go up to and say hey you know this is you know, brian brian is horn i'm doing a, a column for us yeah doing a story for for entrepreneur about xxx is kind of time for the industry i'd love to get a, a couple quotes from you you, mm. get, you get right on and talk to anybody you get past any gatekeeper and <laughs> yeah. i love the whole it's a couple funny. quotes from you because you're not asking for a lot Yep. You know, uh, a couple quotes, and that could end up being an hour long interview. You know? Yep. Goes back to one of our, our principles with all the uh, authority stuff we're doing also is like believability and achievability. So when you're, if you go to somebody and say, I want to do a, a full story on you for the entrepreneur or Forbes or, or wherever, it just sounds a little, little odd. Mm-hmm. But if you're just, I can get a quick quote from you about you know, what's, what's going on in the, you know, these new, you know, your Facebook. Uh, you know, your Facebook, your, your ad change, ad, ad changes, you get, you get through to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Very specific things. I love it. So let's talk about that. Um, and by the way, I don't want to go into the super duper basics because as I said, I've read all about it and you folks can go to the, one of the links in the show notes. I mean, you just did a podcast episode about how to write for Forbes and you know Huffington Post and Ford. I mean, dude, it's, it's awesome. It's like you should charge for it. It's that good. Um, and people can go read about some of this. And I know, but let me recap some of the stuff that I understand. And then you correct me if I'm wrong, because then I, I want to go deeper. So let's say I want to write for, um, oh, what's a good one? Uh, Forbes, right? Okay. Sure. So, and I'm not looking at, at your article. I'm not looking at notes. This is just off the top of my head. So obviously there are contributor guidelines usually. there, sure. And they'll tell you what they want. You give links to that. There are... You know, and there are, you know, submission forms, and sometimes the, you know, just the straight up contact of the editor that you can reach out to them. And oftentimes, mm-hmm. it's as easy as reaching out to them and just letting them know, hey, listen, I've got a, you know, I've got a great topic. Here's what I'd like to cover. I think I've seen even some templates in there. Yeah. But um, and that's, I mean, that's the easy stuff. Hey, find, you know, if you come up with a great topic or a thought and you want to submit it to them, it's relatively easy. However. What I want to know are a couple things. A, coming up with topics. So I'm a creative as a mofo, and I'm a really good writer, and I know that. But I've sat down to do this, and I was like, uh, I have no idea 
what I would submit <laughs> to them. Like it, it was the weirdest little brain block. So then I started looking around at a lot of the articles that they had going, okay, well, how unique a does it have to be? And because I, I see these, these sites regurgitating the same article. It looks like over and over and over the same oh, topic. Absolutely. And they're relatively general too. Um, you know, meaning they don't go super, super deep. They're not like these amazing, amazing posts. They're usually relatively general. Somebody can read it in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. So how do you come up with these topics that are going to get the attention of some of the editors? Yeah, it, it, they are a lot of the same ones, especially the last six months or so. They're they're really almost all the same, the same ones. Like these right? are the six habits to be that you know, successful people do every morning. And that's just they've got – tons of those and they're actually now not wanting those i've heard yeah i've heard there's like no more listicles yeah so no more well they still like the 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 list stuff they still are are okay they they want want it tied into a current topic because before they're very interested in evergreen stuff we we want things that are evergreen they'll be okay for forever and now i think they've (laughs) they've exhausted that so they want want more topical ones so same type of thing so like what i was doing with the, the 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 howard stern stuff like they want you know tied into celebrity or things like with you know, you know, president like right, right now like your know, presidential election stuff or mm-hmm. tied into you know you know, you know, from, you know Kobe Bryant was in the news like tied into that kind of stuff just things where they can hit and they can get those nice surges of traffic pop popping through when it happens. So they I love, love that, that because that stuff. gives you the ability, or by you I mean me, to search the the news feed, especially the business news feed, because that's what mm-hmm. I would write about. And look for anything that can kind of come up with a oh I could I could create a story around that yeah so so what we do what I do is use a tool like I love BuzzSumo that's one yeah, of my favorite, favorite tools so you go there and you can look at like um you know, some of those sites you go look at Entrepreneur or uh, you know, Inc and Forbes some of those big sites a uh, uh, fast company and see what uh, what's been shared the most and um and mm-hmm. then then you go back and work in a current news topic to those. And they love those. Now they, the thing with some of these, like especially like entrepreneur, like they are they like very short articles. Like you said, they, they like things that are broken up, scannable, and that are about seven hundred words max. But short, short stuff. So you've got to be real punchy with those. Okay, dude, this is great. That that right there answered such a big question of mine because I was just stumped. Going, you know, I don't feel like I've got anything necessarily to add to that, <laughs> and I didn't, and I wasn't. I wasn't, uh, what do you call it, um, motivated to write a really general article. What leadership really means. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Stuff like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, ah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so that's cool. So coming yeah. up with a current, tying it into a current topic, is there, um, what about, oh, and by the way, like you, like we just mentioned, if, you, if we're talking about a celebrity or somebody who's really, really well known, that's, if, and especially if they're a current topic, I imagine that. You know, that fits in perfectly. And you probably could. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, my, my example earlier, it's a little bit in the gray area of ethics, mm-hmm. which is, you know, tell somebody you're writing an article for Huffington Post or whatever before you've ever been accepted. Can I get a yeah. quote from you? But <laughs> I'm also a fan of asking for forgiveness and not permission. Right. So no, if, if, if your intention is to you know, write an article for that place, that's what you're doing it for. Then that's yeah, I guess you're not yeah. you're not you're not being dishonest at all. But but then again, once you do get that article up there, you know you go in. I guess the the more ethical way to do it is to actually get at least one article up there. Because is it true that once you've published for them once, it's a lot easier to publish for them again? 
Yeah, and a lot of times what they did, like with a lot of them, when you when you, you submit stuff, if you get approved, they're just they're going to create you and create an account for you. Like at the places I write for, I have accounts created. I, I can just log in Entrepreneur and submit stuff no whenever way. I cool. whenever I want. Um, yeah, and then they just and, uh, and then they just either approve it or don't. Yeah, they just either approve it or don't. They, and depending on the place, like um, Huffington Post is very fast. They usually approve it within like you know you know twelve to twenty four hours. Entrepreneur is a uh, you know two to three weeks out. Mm-hmm. So it just uh, it just depends. But yeah, who's the hardest to really write for and get approved and all that? Uh, I'd say Forbes probably. Forbes are Forbes are Inc. Are the are Inc. I'm sorry, Inc. Is, Inc. Is, is getting more difficult now. Okay. Yeah, but they, it's all doable. They just. Again, it's, it's like kind of what you were talking about before, that all the same things have kept coming through and they worked for a while. I'm, I'm guessing they just, they stopped working for them as much because they just, they loved those for a while. And all of a sudden across the board, all those places just said, you know, no more of the, you know, lessons for, for you be successful when you wait, what successful people do in the morning type stuff. That just, I, they, they just got, got floored with those. But those, I mean, people shared the hell out of those. So I don't know why they... I'm not sure know why they stopped, but uh, yeah, they've completely stopped. No, they probably just got flooded with it. Yeah. And they realized that they're in danger of getting, you know, oversaturated with that. Yeah. Cool. So, BuzzSumo, I, I went there the other day as well as I was brainstorming topics on this and tying into current topics. That's really, really good. Let's talk about how often do you submit or do you suggest submitting, like the frequency of writing these articles? I mean, do you, I guess it kind of depends what you really want to do, but you don't really need yeah. a ton of them up there. No, no. And what happens? Like the the you get a, a big surge of uh, interaction with your with your list and followers uh, the first time you go to a new place. So the first one for for Huffington Post it was huge. First one for Entrepreneur huge. All these places when, I, when first one was in Forbes huge. And then as you do it more and more, it gets you know, less and less special to people that are following you now there's certain benefits to each one like um entrepreneur will will tweet out your fill your article and tag you in it in twitter so you get a whole bunch of followers and interaction on twitter whenever you write an article which is which yeah. is good if you're, if you're using twitter um uh, huffington post has ridiculous seo i mean ridiculous oh, yeah, you, can, you can rank you can rank for anything there so if you go in there with, with that type of strategy you can write a uh, an, an article that you know, rank for I'll start ranking for a certain word, and then you can uh, you have links to other resources on your website or, or other ones, and you and you send a fair amount of traffic to either your site or those uh, or those other sites, as long as it's a you know, good a good resource. So you get get benefits um, benefits that way. But even aside from writing from those big places, which you know is a little is a little work to get into, if you've not written for anywhere else before besides just your your own blog. I, there, there are there's tons of smaller places you can you can go out to and pitch yourself and start writing writing content to to start building up a little bit of a little bit of a profile. Mm-hmm. Having yeah. a podcast probably isn't the worst. Yeah, thing it, to it, have, having right? a podcast is good. Having a you know, a, a social media following is good because they want traffic on those on those sites. So when you're you're pitching yourself there. They'll ask about your your social media accounts and mm-hmm. stuff, and, I, and other insights. Like, you know, why should I? You know, why should we accept you? If you say, well, I have a, a podcast and an email, active email list of you know, 50,000 people, you're going to all of a sudden be a little more attractive to, to them versus somebody else that does not have that or has no social media following at all. Because they, they just want those page views. So they, yeah. want, all they want are page views. They want a, a title that's shareable and sexy. And uh, the other thing is, is 
when you're picking out the person you want to you want to tie it into, you want to find someone that has a, a passionate following. On for me, I, I always go to Facebook. I said, who has a big fa- who gets a lot of interaction on Facebook? Who has and who specifically has groups on Facebook, like fan groups on Facebook that you can join that people actively post and interact with? So when I did Howard Stern, there's his uh, you know you know Stern Stern fan club on there that you can you can join and go and you can post stuff and everybody in the group sees it and interacts with it and you can send a lot of traffic uh, that way. So you just want you you want stuff like that. So something like right now like a like a like a you know Bernie Sanders or our Trump type stuff would be we'd be excellent ones because they're just you know, whenever you see their name people either you hate them and click on it or they love them and click on it. Right. So when you're talking about the social media stuff, so for instance, one of the things that I have just not done out because I've been so busy is cultivate a large social media following and I've got mm-hmm. my my listenership and my email list but you know to the public out there I, I mean I've almost ignored Twitter I've got about 1200 you know followers on Twitter right. I've not I have not cultivated that and I don't cultivate a Facebook fan page to a large degree so I'm not going to impress anybody with the social media marketing that I've personally done and I have a feeling that a lot of listeners out there may feel the same. So is it – how necessary, how critical is it in order to get published? Oh, I mean nothing is, is – um, it's a – it will make or break it. But it's certainly something that they, they like to see. Sure. But with, with your, your podcast, your email list, that would, that would you know, override the, um, the, the social media stuff. But they just – they want people that can put out good content and that are, already have some type of following so they can see that there is going to be – a bump. Yeah, it's gonna be some traffic. Traffic there makes perfect sense to me. Okay, cool. The uh, and I'm just going through my non-linear list of stuff. Like, um, and in a minute, I think you have a somewhat of a done for you service, right? Or a way to even yeah. speed this process up. Cool. So we'll get to that in a minute because I legit don't even know that much about it, and I guarantee there's people probably out here going, "Man, eh, this sounds like awesome, but a lot of work." So um, let's say you're let's say you're not trying to build your personal authority as much as much as a brand's authority. Let's say so it's a business. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any differences or recommendations there? Yeah, it, it is different. Let uh, me give you an example. Okay, yeah. Cool. So, and I think I already know how to do this. My wife and I recently launched a coffee business. Did I talk about this the other day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I followed it also. I love, nice. love the name and hook of it. Thanks, brother. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. So, Stiletto Coffee. And uh, my listeners, if you haven't seen this yet, go to stilettocoffee.com and follow us. You will get a very good education in... Um, you know, real world, what we're doing, branding and marketing, et cetera. I'm really proud of, uh, you know, what we've done and some of the traction we're getting. However, this is one of the n- next big things we're going to be doing is reaching out, getting, trying to not only get press from other sources, but I started thinking, well, if, if we can be the source, if I can get these articles written maybe by my wife and um, get her posting on there as the founder of the company, mm-hmm. it brings even extra, extra, um, juice to the table but Mm -hmm. do you have any suggestions on how you know stiletto coffee and kenya my wife and the founder could utilize authority marketing yeah it it really what we do we do more stuff for specific people right that's you know one of the some of the foundations of authority 
is being the educator and advocate for the success of your you know, customers and prospects. Yep. So that really, that really has to be a person. But she could, she could definitely uh, do that by going back to that, 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 um, those specific things that being the educator and advocate. So talking about, um, you know, you know, coffee and benefits of it, whatever your your main hook is in there to to the um, to her uh, you know, prospects and customers. Um, and the other one of the other key things of uh, authority is micro specialization, which is you know serving a very very specific market and providing a very very specific service to that market. So, That's one of my next questions I was going to bring up. So I'm glad you oh, did. Oh, cool. So let's let's yeah, yeah. explain that. Sure, sure. So that is yeah you know, we call it micro specialization, and it really it, it really like what I just said. It's really about providing a one specific service to a very specific market. And the the example we always love to use on this one, and it, it seems to always clarify it perfectly, is um is Richard Simmons. Right. Okay. So you look at you look at Richard Simmons, who is uh has about a sixteen million dollar fortune in the fitness empire. He ain't fit though. You know, he's never fit. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't really so true. Doesn't, doesn't speak to general general people at all either. He's never says, I'm gonna give you ripped abs, I'm gonna get your arms cut up, I'm gonna get you ready for a marathon, I'm gonna get you new PRs in CrossFit. He, he targets a very specific market and that is just morbidly obese people that are, have really never exercised before and have no clue how to eat right. And he just helps them with that very beginning stage and that's it. Yeah. He helps them with that, that's it. So that's his, that's his micro specialization. He targets that very specific market of um, you know, morbidly obese people, which you look, uh, just about everybody wants to lose weight. There's, there's only, you know, maybe you know, 20, 30% of people that are not out there trying to, to uh, you know, lose weight or not buy some type of fitness yep. product. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, but he targets that very small percentage, maybe like, you know, you know 10, you know, five, 10% of uh, people. And then just offers that one specific thing. So I'm not going to show you how to, you know, how to do, uh, you know, how to do yoga or how to get super ripped. I'm just going to show you how to move a little bit, and that's that's it. So he does this one specific thing. So he's a great one. The other one is uh, Dave Ramsey, mm. who has a huge, huge you know, financial advice empire. I think he's like you know, you know, thirty plus million. But look how specific he is. He only gives advice on how to get out of credit card debt. He doesn't talk about real estate or gold or stocks or anything else just about how to get out of debt that is right he knows who he's talking to and it's like if i can talk to them better than anybody else then i can help him with everything else yeah and and he only talks to conservative christians also so he he nails on even further not just people get a credit card debt but you know conservative christian he hosts his his training things training seminars in churches he brings up you know uh, politics a whole lot on his and his show and podcast makes it very clear where his uh where his uh, uh you know where his opinions lie with that. And so he just targets conservative Christians that want to get out of credit card debt. That's it. You know? <laughs> Every other fight, like the, you know, Susie Ormon and all the other big financial people, they have, they talk about everything. He talks about one specific thing and it's worked for him. Right. So that's, that's what we, we, well, and it's like you guys talk about building your authority. There's your, that's your yeah. micro specialization. And you just mentioned you're also a badass at SEO. And there's probably a lot of other things that, you're really good at when it comes to uh, like if a business owner hires you that you could help them with, but you have your micro specialization, especially the thing that you put out there. That's that sharp tip of the spear that pierces through all the noise, right? Right, right. And you can you can still do all the other stuff. Also, people you want to pay. We, we I don't do SEO stuff anymore. We we do do some other marketing consulting, uh, but yeah, our the main thing we do is the authority stuff. And with our um, 
we have a, 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 a group called Authority Agency that we help teach local marketers and um, uh, consultants for online entrepreneurs how to do some authority stuff and sell that on, on a smaller scale than what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, they use this stuff as, a, as more as like a lead magnet. So we teach them how to go out there and offer to do you know, do books and get media placement as more of like a tripwire type thing. And then you bring them in and go, hey, well, since you got to feature all those places, let's go ahead and, um, you know, utilize that and do a full SEO campaign for you. Yep. Several, you know, it's funny, several of my, uh, of my biggest clients in the past have come from, and I did not do this real intentionally, but, you know, after, you know, I was, I'd sold my information products portfolio and that business, um, I, just dove into the whole Amazon, the Kindle publishing and, uh, oh, yeah. and using CreateSpace. And I did this more just for a, another client, just as an add-on service. And then he started talking about it and other people saw what I did. And they came to me like, oh man, you really know how to run a bestseller campaign and do the do all this stuff for me. Will you do it? I was like, sure. Uh, and it was like easy as heck. And then yeah. that led into you know, discussions with them about their other issues and then them saying, I didn't know you could do all this. Can I hire you? I was like, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been great. Although I don't really do a lot of the, uh, Kindle or Amazon publishing anymore, but that along with like what you're saying is a great tip of the spear just to get your foot in the door and get somebody to give you money for something to tripwire. Yep, absolutely. Right. So the um, so yeah. So and we could talk about that more in a second because I am interested in hearing more about that. That's the authority agency where you let people go sell. This is kind of like a almost like a not a franchise, but a business in a box, if you would. Yeah, it sounds like, yeah. and that's awesome, and that's really really cool for somebody, especially if they've already got another business to to add on to this. Yeah. So one of the, like the one of the strategies that I was formulating for Stiletto Coffee and for Kenya is to is to get is to get some exposure, to get a guest column, etc., on HuffPo and maybe some of these other uh, websites. I don't know. Uh, I haven't really looked. I know you've got a lot of examples in your uh, PDF that we've got a, a link to here in the show notes about mm-hmm. other women's oriented publications, but. Um, Getting the exposure there allows her to even reach out to other uh, other celebrities and other mm-hmm. people, profiling them and letting them discover that she's the founder of Stiletto Coffee in other ways. Because obviously I'd love to get stories written about her and her journey and the founding of the company, but yeah. why not have it both ways, right? Oh, absolutely. Cool. So that's definitely coming. Um, are you a regular contributor to any of these or do you, yeah. or do you oftentimes just, uh, get one, are you one and done on some of them? No, no. Well, some of them I have, but for, for entrepreneur and Huffington Post, I write regularly for those for personal branding blog, for, uh, all business. Uh, I write regularly for, uh, for those and then yeah, write, do, do, a, do a podcast and a blog each week on our, on our, um, on our own site. Uh, so contribute there mainly, but the other ones, the other ones, that, yeah, for having to post probably more than any, just because they're they're are they're more not lenient, but they they have a wider array of topics you can can write on and have more uh, leadway in the style. Uh, Entrepreneur is very regimented what what it needs to uh, what it needs to be, and mm-hmm. there's longer wait times versus um, yeah. Bon- 
there's like a, like a Huffington Post, you can really write just about anything, and you can reference other people, you can link to other other resources, and they let you put all that up there. Huffington Entrepreneur is very strict with that stuff. Not not they're not anything against them, but they I guess they've had other issues in the in the past. But they really want like if you quote somebody. Uh, they want to see where it is online. They can read it, that it's on a site that, that person actually owns and that person actually approved that, that they said that comment before you can put it on there. So like if you know, if I interviewed you and I said, oh, yeah, yeah, Brad said said this, they'd go, okay, well, you'll link to it. I want to see that it's on his his site and that's an approved comment by, by him. So it becomes a whole process. So you couldn't just say that you interviewed me unless you had no. a recording? Yeah, they're they're strict there. Huffington Post, you can for sure. I, I do, you know, it puts up, up like there all the time. Um, so, but, yeah, but if you but if you interviewed me and you have a recording of it, you could submit that. Yeah, yeah, they they you, they'd possibly take that, but just it would depend on what what it is if they wanted to go through the time of listening for it, listening to it. Okay, cool. The um, human interest stories. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. That kind of ties into the current topic thing and the celebrity. But if you want to write about uh, people who've done just like some amazing stuff, because like, everybody loves a good human interest story. It's not necessarily news, but it is. Um, do you have any experience with those in particular and getting those published? Yes. Yeah, we've done uh, – and you can do really well with those also. And those are ones you can you can tie in – clients to also I had a, a client that's in the real estate space and he did a, a, a it is a thing each year where he actually um, gets a buys a home for a uh, for someone in his in his community and we did, I did a whole you know, story on him in a Huffington Post about that and once it's in there then you can we, we've sent that off to other uh, local media people on their uh, their social media accounts and when it happened he had Every news station in the town was out there covering covering it for him. Uh, so you do you, little little fun things like that. And I do. You know, my my son has uh, I have a five or you know, five year old son with a Down syndrome. He's almost six. That's why I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of it's happening. It's in the next couple in the next next few days. But uh, Down syndrome, and um, so I'm an advocate for for uh, kids with Down syndrome. We do a lot of stuff for those um, uh, for those uh, charitable organizations. Yeah, and I've done quite a few uh, stories related to that out there and some have just gotten huge i had one that i did was um another like you know lessons from you basically lessons from him that entrepreneurs can learn and it was and it, it led to one of those windfall things also where he was actually um uh, it was actually picked up and run by a woman that has a uh, a tv show over in the uk about kids with that are young adults living with down syndrome kind of like a real world but all kids with a special need are adults with special needs and did some stuff with her and then shortly after that, Oprah picked up that show and, and picked it for the for the own networks. I was actually in, associated with. Uh, uh, I did an article about that, and it was in an article where I was quoted, and Oprah was quoted about that about that show. So that was kind of a cool little that is cool, <laughs> cool little tie in. So yeah, so you can. Uh, there's always that kind of stuff out there. So I love doing the human interest stuff uh, also. And there's usually a way you can. You know, I just don't tell them cold where we are. It's just a you know, business, you know, bacon wrap business show. There is ways you can tie in business stuff to it and get a, you have some mutually beneficial things where you can get some uh, exposure out of it and really get some that, that exposure for that um, that charity also. Yeah, absolutely. Does um, so and I understand your approach to the. I mean, it is authority and publicity, et cetera. Is you know, be in essence go as opposed to trying to get other people to write about you, go be the person who writes about 
you know, be the authority as opposed to trying to get the authority to bless you. But do you do much right. uh, more general publicity where you are using press releases in order to get published by other people? Yeah, we do that. Some the press release is not as much for that for that purpose. Once it works ex- ex- extremely well, right? It's really reaching out over social media. Yeah, I, I, we have such good results uh, with that, and particularly once you have a, a your first three words are, "Hey, I, I you know I write for entrepreneur." And yeah, then, and, by, and that, that instantly that, that clicks, and people go, "Yes, yes, okay, I'll, I'll read the rest of this message." Yeah, I'm in, and then. <laughs> Without you even saying saying anything, they just say, "Okay, well, maybe I'm, I'm nice to this guy. He can do something for me." Um, so you're leading in with something like that, and going in right off the bat with um, you know something you can do for can do for them. Uh, it, it works really well. So then you get into what you you know do something else how they can help you. Right. So yeah. So you can go to other like, hey, I write for Entrepreneur Review, and then you go to other journalists and other p- contributors and other social media influencers mm-hmm. and. Uh, in essence, are, I mean, we, are we still kind of talking about pitching your story? Yeah, yeah. So if you're, you're, if you're going to you pitch your story to a, a uh, another journalist of some sure. like, like a local local, t- like a local TV person, there's like the business beat for uh, for your local television station. Yep. Uh, you go to them and say, "Hey, we're doing a." Uh, say, hey, this is Brian Horn. I write for Entrepreneur. And there's a uh, we're doing a a story about a you know a business guy that lives in your area that's raising money for. This particular charity doing it th- this interesting way. Um, I just thought I would uh, let you let you know about it because it'd be a good uh, could be a good story. Here's the the information on it, and here's and I'll let you know when this when the, my story comes out. That's great because this is one of the areas that I've been uh, I guess keeping our you know I, I've been building up the strategy before rolling it out is the is the uh, journalist reach out. And telling the story of Stiletto, so I have still, yep. been, you know, we've been working on all the back end stuff, getting all the branding in place, etc. So um, we have not done the big reach out process yet. So that's about to come. So it's kind of what I was. Yeah. So yeah, that's that yeah. So the way we're I'm doing it right now is just reaching out over social media. I mean, it just works. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just works. That works better than you know, anything in the past. It's just you blast. Doesn't get lost in email. So the. Um, kind of what we do. If there's one I'm particularly wanting to target, I'll start for a few days sharing all of their stories. They they post like on Facebook or Twitter and tagging them and stuff and uh, commenting just so they get used to used to to seeing me there. Yep. And um and it works it, it works well. Then you go in and you can you, you hit them up that way. Yeah, that's you know social media the ability to reach out. It's crazy that we live in a time. Where we can do that? Uh, just recently, I had uh, Jesse Itzler on my on my podcast. Jesse yeah. is a billionaire, and he is a best-selling author, and he's done some of the most amazing things. And it was quite literally a Facebook comment that led to the uh, interview. And then we've talked multiple times, and uh, I've introduced him to other people. And it's just kind of cool that we have the ability to expand our networks. In yeah, such a I, way. I just I just finished listening to the audio book a few days ago. Isn't it great? It was great. I listened to the, I read the book, and then I think you you, you were posting it. Were you posting yeah. about his audio book? Oh right. yeah. So that's you're the reason I bought it. Nice. Yeah, so I bought that. I got it that day also and listened to it. And I I loved it. So I love the audio books where people are, you know, the actual author is is one reading it. Yeah. Well, and you can He's, hear his. Uh, and, and for my listeners, if they are interested, they can you know you can hear the show at you know baconwrapbusiness.com slash Jesse J E S S J E S S E Itzler I T Z L E R, but. Um, yeah, it's, but it, you know that came from a, a social media post. 
Wow, yeah, it's incredible. And you know, one of the big one of the big secrets to my success in my life is is really connecting with influencers. I guess to keep it really to keep you know keep it real basic. But the connections I've made, the network that I've built, the relationships I've had, it's led to not only opportunities just by you know opportunity by osmosis, right? Being around these people, but it's also right. led to you know, it's led to gaining knowledge that I wouldn't normally have. It's led to just so many things. There's that old saying that your your network is your or your net worth is your network or vice versa. And it's yeah. so true. And for the longest time I and I still contend that the single best networking hack is a podcast because because of the ability to reach out to somebody and just say, Hey, I'd love to interview you you know, for, for my show. But when you combine that, and this is one of the reasons this is a hot topic for me, when you combine that with, yeah, I'd love to interview you for my show. And I'm also a, you know, a contributor or a, what what do you, how do you usually frame it? Like on, yeah, I I just say I write and I write for, yeah, I've got a podcast. I write for entrepreneur and Forbes and Inc. You know, and I've got a, I got a great business show on iTunes. I think my audience would love you. I'd love to get a few quotes from you or, or yeah. whatnot, that is a one-two, a very, very powerful one-two punch. Yeah, I, I love asking for the uh, the quotes, like you said earlier. It, 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 it's very low involvement. They don't have to do. They don't say, "Oh, I'm gonna have to set aside time for this." I'm just give a couple quotes, and it uh, makes them feel like a like a star. Also, yep. <laughs> I, just need a, I just need a quote from you. Who could, who doesn't want that extra validation? Oh, absolutely. Everybody does. So yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I do this stuff, and I, I get suckered in with people ask me that kind of stuff. <laughs> I go, sure, yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> it works on me. So tell me about now. Okay, so we've covered the, you know, the what and the why, and we've gone pretty deep into the how, and we're giving them more resources on if they want to build, continue to build up their authority, and do this pretty quickly. Uh, I want to kind of go into some of the ways that you've made it easier on them, but before I do, I think that kind of that one last question uh, addressing you know all the listeners is from the moment somebody decides, like let's say I decided, okay, Brian, I drank the Kool-Aid, I want to get published on my first major publication like this, assuming I can write pretty quickly, et cetera, what is a realistic time frame to go from zero to published? That somebody could kind of expect. Yeah, it's a, a three months probably. Okay. That would, that first one takes a little while. Once once you get that done and you're set up, you can go. Now you may you know, jump on if you have a really good article and some really good hook on it, and they just happen to notice it, then it could uh, could push you, you know, push you out quicker for that one one piece. But for really getting there and getting set up like a uh, getting set up as a real contributor, there is it's a few months long process. But for for one article, it could be a lot quicker. Yeah, it could be faster, but I, I don't like to say it's going to be a few months just because there is a is a process. Well, I'm now. glad you said that because I don't want pe- – the worst thing about you know people who you know quote-unquote gurus is that they promise these instantaneous results and then people start to try and then they don't get instant results and then they get all you know pissed off. Yeah. So yeah, not, yeah. this is good. It's, it's, this is good. This is real world stuff. This is, hey, listen, if you're going to commit to this, it may take about three months. But then once that happens, it gets a lot easier. And it's not like you're working full time on trying to get published. 
No, you're not, you're not much. You're basically waiting. Yeah, exactly. They, they, get, they get tons of, of submissions, so it's putting that in there and doing some, uh, you know, follow ups, and you're trying to get them to trying to get them to notice you. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about now some of the offerings because you guys put out so much awesome free information that uh, I was like looking around, going, well, "How how are they making their money?" You know, where what what <laughs> services do you offer to make these things quicker and easier, et cetera? So you've talked a little bit about the authority agency, which is where mm-hmm. somebody can uh, invest a very, very small amount. I saw I, th- I think I saw what it was and get the ability to go out and offer this to potential consulting clients, et cetera. Right. Um, but what about what's the next level for this? Well, there's that level to, to do it if you are a, a marketing consultant or some type of coach that wants to use these to bring in other people. Even if you're not a marketing person, we've had we have people in there that offer general you know, business you know, or business coaches and use this stuff to you know, add coolness to their their masterminds or other uh, higher level coaching programs. Um, but aside from that, we also have our done for you stuff, uh, where we can either make you a uh, you know, help you create a book and get it get it published and make it a bestseller. Uh, get you you know, quoted in some of these other places. So if you're don't necessarily even want to just be a um, a, a full time contributor or writer for one of those places, you just want to have yourself quoted mm-hmm. or even profiled in one of those places. We we can set those up. Also, we'll, we know people. We can pitch you and get a story created for you and and and, uh, and do that. Um, <clears throat> another thing what we're doing right now, which will uh, I'll. I'll, I'll Put the link here on your on the, the show notes page. Yeah, is we are we are doing a a book right now that is we're not it's not going to be making people authors. It's to raise money for uh, LemonadeDay.org, where we're just looking for people to tell stories of their first online business and get some lessons learned from that. We're just going to interview, you know, put it together. It's based off the book Founders at Work, which is a really if you haven't read that, that's a, that's mm-hmm. a great book. Uh, but it's more taking it back a little, more just the entrepreneurial person looking at people that have been in the trenches and uh that's what we're just we're just looking for people to tell their story in there we'll interview you put it up there and there's uh you know, we're not we're not charging anything for that one we're just asking each person to uh you know contribute a little bit buy some books on uh before it opens up and um and that's it just to push it push it up there and get some awareness for it. we want to get this book in the hands of as many young entrepreneurs as possible awesome yeah send that link over i'll make yeah. sure to get that out. Yeah, that I'll, put up really a, cool. I'm going to put up a little page for all your people. Cool. For sure. We'll make it uh, authorityalchemy.com slash Brad. Nice. I like that'll, it. That'll have it on there. Yeah. So back to, because I, I believe that most of the, I like to believe that most of the people listening to my show are the types of entrepreneurs who would rather pay for it to be yeah. done for them as opposed to do it themselves. So let's go back to that, to that done for you service that sure. you have. Um so yeah. I come to you and I say, Brian, I don't have time for all this other stuff. I'm busy running my empire. What can you do for me? Like I said, we get the it depends on the, we have you know, several different packages. Um, you know, one of the best things if if you don't have a book, we really recommend doing a book. Yeah. And what's it, it's not as difficult as people think. You've got to re- readjust what you think the book is. Everybody thinks of the book as the the big hardback. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the A to Z guide to everything that you see in, uh, in the <laughs> bookstores, but now with Kindles, you can create a a book which we call it your know, one problem one solution books, where you just solve, you talk about one specific problem your uh, target prospect has, and give your solution to it, and those can be really short books. We can get though get get all that out of a you know 
you know, 45 minute, 60 minute conversation with you, get everything we need for that, and uh, and publish that. And people really tend to like those even better. I, I'm one of them. I love the little short books. Yeah. When I can want to get a whole concept down in one sitting. Um, so those work work really well. And then tying that in, getting you featured in a couple news places, maybe quoted in a you know, Huffington Post or Entrepreneur one so you can have those. And then we build in the uh, marketing campaigns around those, which is where the real uh, real magic comes in with those, is that we don't just do that stuff for you and let you leave you on your own. We actually show you how to monetize it, how to build those into your existing uh, marketing campaigns. We give you the you know, swipe files for posting on social media and tell you the times to do it, the orders, and it, uh, it works extraordinarily well. I love it. And then what about, so there's the book angle, but then what about the... Uh, if people want to do the whole guest can you know be the, yeah, the writer etc is that part of the program as well that that's a standalone one but yeah that that's one by itself we we definitely do that cool yeah, so I, I can put all that on, on that you know the that page the authorityoffme.com/brad i'll put that on there I'll also put uh links to that stuff so you can check that out but yeah we've done we've you know do those you know, we put a, put a few people a month on get get set up as contributors those places it's uh like i said it is a little bit of a work uh, it does take take time, mm-hmm. but there's really not much you have to do at all. We actually will um, help create the the the, uh, the topics and help create the first article or first few articles to get you uh, uh, get you brought on there. And then by the end, you actually will have a, a login access to those those sites, be able to publish or submit content on your own whenever you want. I love it. So is that does that happen usually quicker than? I mean, this is kind of a dumb question, I think, but is that probably is a much quicker process and easier process than just trying to go out and do it on your own. It's easier for, for them, but it's still about the same amount of time. It's okay. Still a, it's, it's still, it's still a bit, bit of work. They just have these, a lot of channels that have to be gone through with those uh, places. Oh, I imagine. I imagine. But you know, if it really, I don't think it really matters what business you're in. I see this as being just a tremendous opportunity for any entrepreneur professional doesn't even have to be an entrepreneur. I mean, you could be selling insurance or, you know, whatever. Um, people buy from authority, perceived authority, credibility, and it's just such a powerful marketing tool that makes a lot of other things insanely easy. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's uh, It kind of greases the chute. So yep, absolutely, that's that's the the whole purpose of this thing is to make it easier for you for everything else in your business to work. So all the stuff we do, we're not asking you to change any marketing you're doing right now. This is just a way to enhance what you're doing. So it just sits on top of what you're doing, and makes it makes it work better. So we're not telling you to to you know, stop doing SEO, to stop doing you know, paid ads or any of that stuff you're doing doing that perfectly right now. This is just going to make every bit of that work better. Yep. So and this is kind of an interesting thought that just or a memory that just popped up, but. Um, I have told I have multiple friends who are in sales, right? They just have sales jobs, and you know, over the past ten years, there's been a whole lot of ups and downs in the economy, and you know, a lot of people have lost their jobs, and especially sales jobs. Um, and they've come to me with recommendations. Hey, what do you think? And several times, I've told them. Uh, I even told my 22 year old cousin to do this because he's really at that cusp of about to go look for a job. I said, you know. Find, you know, if you're if you're in sales, right? Um, mm-hmm. Write a book, and it can, I can say and I, exact same thing. I can show you how to do this really easily. Write a book on something about how to 
you know, how to find clothes and keep customers for life. Something mm-hmm. about, like a general sales book. I said, you don't even have to be, chances are you could answer, you know, create this book in an hour or you could hire a ghostwriter to do a very, very basic book um, you know, for a few hundred bucks, definitely less than a thousand bucks to keep some a, a very basic one done. And there's even private label rights stuff out there about a general topic. So, but get published, get it on Amazon, become a topic expert on uh, sales. And they're they're always really confused. But I said, but think about this: if if you put your resume out there and somebody's reading it. I bet my life that every single HR person is Googling your name. Okay, I'm kind of interested in what this person has to say. Let's Google their name. If your Amazon listing comes up that you wrote a book on sales or you wrote mm-hmm. a book on the topic of the of the job that you want, do you think you're probably going to get a call? And not a single one of my friends has taken me up on this advice. Now, granted, I didn't say I'd do it for them. And right. uh, I told them to go do it themselves. I probably should have offered it to them, but I didn't really want to uh, actually do the work for them at the time. But, you know, I don't know. There, there's probably an entire market out there of job, you know, authority alchemy for job seekers, not just entrepreneurs. Yeah, we've done uh, – some people have used it. I did an article for uh, Ask Men uh, about that, about how to apply these uh, these authority tactics to your your career. If you're not an entrepreneur, if you're just you want yeah. to move up, and a lot of them apply the the micro specialization stuff instead of being a you know, a, you know, a general person, you specifically work on the you know, one thing. If you're an IT person, instead of just being an IT generalist, you're not going to do great. But if you're the one guy, but if you are you are the best person at one working on one specific type of your router. The company that needs that router working is going to pay you a lot more money. Yeah. So it applies that also. So yeah, we we do, we do get into that a little bit, but uh, yeah, we mainly focus on entrepreneurs. But it definitely works for people in the professional space. Right. Well, and if you're in B two B sales, uh, I was actually having this conversation yeah. with another friend of mine the other day. Um, you know, if you, if you can get a sh- uh, you know get an article on or you know, or a column on one of these sites, it's amazing. Uh, but you could do this with a podcast or with a book is let's say you're going after C-level executives, uh, chief technology officers or somebody of that nature, you mm-hmm. know, reach out to them and say, listen, I'm doing an article. I'm doing a book. I'm doing a, you know, uh, uh, I've got a podcast regarding or a business show regarding um, uh, issues that uh, chief technology officers are facing regarding, I don't know, Internet security, whatever it is you sell, something based on that. Can I get a quote from you? And if ideally you want that relationship, you want to be able to sell them, but reach out to them in a kind of a side door, you know, ask for their insight on something. It flatters them. It is a a non-threatening way to start that introduction with somebody. And Mm -hmm. now you've got them. You've got them now. I can say, oh, by the way, yeah, no, I also work for XYZ company and we provide this. If you do the transition smoothly, it's a lot easier than just doing a cold call or a cold email. But um, reach out, ask for quotes from your from your uh, ideal prospects, and I th- I think that you'd have a lot more success than just going in for a cold call. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Anyway, this you know this kind of stuff I can talk about all day long, <laughs> but we are running out of time. So Brian, man, this yes. has been really cool. I hope I lived up to my 
to my promise early on to pick your brain with some stuff that you might not get asked all the time and not the most basic questions because you know there's some stuff in here I'm absolutely going to run out and do. I took a lot of notes and I'm encouraging every one of my listeners to do the same. I'm encouraging them all to go over to authorityalchemy.com and read every post that's over there or at least the ones that appeal to you. I know I was on there and it was I was really impressed at how much I wanted to read on your site. I was like, "Damn it, I got oh, stuff nice. to do, Brian." <laughs> you know. <laughs> but writing all this good these good articles. So, um there will be links in the show notes to everything we just talked about and you and I'll yep. um, you know, get together after this and you just tell me what links to put on the show. Is there anything else you'd like to leave the audience with? Um, any insights, anything that we didn't cover? No, man, I think we hit it all. I'd definitely just go to the site and look at the show notes. We'll have a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff in there and links to, um, links to your page on our, our site with all specific stuff for your, for your listeners. Nice. Cool. So uh, in the early part of the, of the, uh, podcast, I said that, um, that I've got a special, uh, I've got a special little gift for uh, people who leave a review on iTunes. So one of the things I've realized, and you may have realized too, Brian, uh, you know, having a podcast, is that re- people are, you know, relatively lazy when it comes to leaving a review. And by people, I mean me. I don't go out and leave mm-hmm. reviews for everybody's <laughs> podcast. Uh, I think I did it for you guys. Uh, I would love a review from you guys. But one of the things I'm going to do is over the next, if you're listening to this right now, is um, in the next week, this show usually drops on Tuesday. Whoever leaves a review uh, between you know today and the next episode and the next week, I am going to give a 30-minute Skype call for free. That this is ballsy because I could all, all of a sudden receive like 50 reviews or something. Yeah. Like, what am I getting? Into? <laughs> I take that back. I am going to give three 30-minute Skype calls to um, three people who leave a review between you know in the next seven days between when you hear this and uh, all you gotta do is go leave a good honest review on iTunes and uh, I'm bribing you with my brain so if you like the way I think and you want me to give you a second opinion on your business either leave a review and or send an email to askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com we'll see if this works maybe it's a crickets i don't know no, i have to I have to see what you, see how it works for you i know right <laughs> try that so yeah. uh and once more if you have any other topics or suggestions just shoot that over to ask brad at bacon wrap business talk about it share it on social media and let me know if there's any guests that you think or topics that you think that i should uh cover that i haven't been covering uh that being said brian man i look forward to uh seeing you at some event or something in the near future and staying in contact with you and let me know if there's anything i can do for you all right same same to you thank you so much for having me thank you all right guys see you on the next episode